Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. So appreciate and want to say thanks to our listeners and sponsors for all of your amazing support. Continue sending questions or comments to info at theabstractathlete.com. Make sure to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and follow us on all of our social media outlets for updates and news. Super pumped for the podcast today and something that has actually been in the works since this past summer as I get to speak with painter, artist, and outdoorsman Ben Miller and fine art gallerist and seven-degree black belt in Aikido, Gary Snyder. Make sure to follow Ben on Instagram at BenMiller underscore fly underscore cast underscore painting and check out his website BenMillerArtist.com. You can follow Gary on Instagram at Gary Snyder Fine Art and make sure to stop by his websites GarySnyderFineArt.com and GSFAMT.com. Let's welcome Ben Miller and Gary Snyder. Bingo! (laughs) We have a winner! Let's turn turn the volume up a little bit, Ben. Um, I need almost to sit on a cushion because my chair doesn't go. Damn it, Gary! (laughs) Well, first of all, I'm jealous of both of you for being in Montana right now as I sit here in lovely Richmond, Virginia, but it's not so bad. <laughs> it's not so bad. Ben, it is an absolute pleasure to meet you, man. Um, oh, nice to meet you, Ron. Thank you. I don't know if Gary told you, uh, I was lucky enough to see your show this summer um, as I was traveling about, as I do. And um, really, like, First of all, blown away. I st- I'm starting, by the way. I've already kicked this off. We're recording. We're going full bore. Oh, uh, wow. Um, just like really, you can tell in visuals from, you know, like on Instagram and social media and stuff, but it's just so much more alive when you see your work in person. And, you know, and I want to totally dive into all these different things between, you know, art and athletics that Gary and I have talked about in the past so much. Um, but then also to watch that movie and I want to, you know, like I want to definitely tell, tell the listeners about, about the movie, but to really, um, experience the work in person is it's so active. I don't know a better way to say it. Like you can just feel the movement in it, which I think is so cool because, the paintings are obviously based on rivers and like, I don't, you know, maybe, maybe I've, I, you know, like I'm biased in it, but it's like, <laughs> I, I think I saw that before I knew it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's amazing to me. And so I, you know, like, again, I, for me, this is like coming like completely cool full circle because I showed at Gary's gallery 
God, in 2016 in New York, something like that. Was it? Two, wow. I don't know how long ago it was. Um, and then like for Gary to move out to Montana, for me to have bought my business, to have bought property out in Montana, to have this synchronicity of, of ideas of art and athletics to now meet you to like for Gary to be like really so engaged in both of these processes and for you to be engaged in it. I like, I just really am. I'm, I've been like really looking forward to this conversation because I just oh. think there's so many different things between the two of you that I think is um, it, it, it just aligns with so much of what we're doing at the abstract athlete. Um, and, and I don't know, I don't even know where to start to be honest, with you, but it's, it's like, uh, I, I always start these podcasts out in these horrible ways, but whatever. Um, um, but I guess in some ways I'll introduce like in, in, in some of the, yeah, Gary, Gary is, you know, like as, is a gallerist, um, has had spaces in New York forever and now is out in Montana and just opened a space out there. Gary Snyder, fine arts, MT, um, right. You just started it within the last month, even is maybe a month and a half, probably about, probably about three months okay. now. Um, um, we're on main street in Manhattan. I know Manhattan, that's the hilarity. <laughs> I, I laughed about the fact that the property we own in, in Montana is Columbus, Montana. And I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I was like, of course, yes, why not? And, um, but Gary's also, you've, you've practiced martial arts forever. Uh, and so like, again, that connection between, arts and athletics. And then Ben, I, I don't know what you do. You, what's your like history in terms of, did you play sports <laughs> in high school? I mean, the, yeah. the connection of what you're doing now with your fly fishing paintings is the perfect combination of art and athletics, as far as I'm concerned, because I fly fish a little bit and the athleticism that it takes to do that is insane and the creativity <laughs> that it takes. But uh, like, I'd love to know like what your like background in athletics is, but also like how you got into painting, like uh, we'll just start there wow. and we'll I just mean, go all over the place. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so, I mean, it's so great, Ron. I mean, thanks for having, having us on here. I mean, that, I mean, art wouldn't be anything if people didn't talk about it. And uh, just to, subjective nature of just art in general i mean it's it's really cool like that you're that you're doing this and, and bringing those two together as, as so people can see the world in a little different way so that's that's it's really great that you're 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 getting this going so so thank you thanks for for having us on it's it's uh yeah pretty pretty amazing um so i mean i don't know that my Athletic history, you know, small town, you know, you play all the sports, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of two brothers. So <laughs> you better, you better be and able to hang. You're from Washington, right? I'm from Washington, a little town called Darrington. Okay. And, uh, and, and it was just streams. It's right in the Cascades. I mean, streams. I mean, I, I don't know what my mom was thinking, but I mean, she would <laughs> let me ride, you know, miles away to go fishing all day. And, uh, it was, it was a little bit treacherous. I had this rule where if I didn't get back every minute I was late was a dad be grounded. <laughs> so you'd be up, you'd be up in a Creek somewhere fishing, getting finally when it starts to get good. And then you'd have to, I mean, it was terrifying. I mean, running over river rocks, trying to get back to your bike to pedal home. So you weren't late, you know, it's just uh, kind of the, kind of the system we had. 
kids kids never know i I sound like the old crotchety man on the porch but like those kids they'll never know what we did when we grew up (laughs) even for me growing up you know we get on our bicycle in the morning and my my mom would have a a bell that she'd run for dinner time and if you weren't around to hear the bell much less come home quickly after the bell you were in trouble but basically from the time you got on your bike in the morning until the bell in the evening you're on your own yep you know we go everywhere that's just the way it was yeah so i just i just had a fascination with i don't know i for whatever reason i could just sit on a river and just watch water and fish all day it's it's uh uh, yeah, kind of a thing that I love to do, I guess. <laughs> that creek, you know. But Sorry. like, I, 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 again, like, I'm, I'm so intrigued by this, this whole thing because, again, I'm lucky enough that I experienced the work in person, and and I watched the, the film as well, and the film is beautiful, like it's it's very telling, um, it's actually kind of emotional like in some ways, like about how you really put things together and what you're thinking about. I mean, there's an element in your work that you're thinking about conservation and, and climate change. Um, and actually Gary and I were talking about this the other day because I actually have driven out West for the last 20 years, at least one time a year, like this past year, I went four times and my artwork is is inspired by the landscape and the vastness of like being in Montana and Wyoming. And I told Gary, I just, I just had a show um, that just came down here in, in Richmond. Um, and, and a, I had a show in St. Louis this summer as well. And I realized that the work has like almost this kind of matte kind of dull finish, not finished, but like the last layer of paint and I realized it was because the last five years I've been driving through forest fires. And so like, I'm constantly, you know, I'm constantly in that space where it's, you're driving in a cloud basically. And it's smoky, it's smoky, but it's weirdly beautiful. It's sad. Um, and, and I'm sure like some of that comes into your work. Like you, I think in the film, you even talk about, um, like pollution in the water and different, different things like that. I mean, how much, and this will be like a weird kind of navigating question because primarily you paint on the river, except for a couple pieces you did in the show, you actually did in the gallery space, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, good. Um, but how much of that do you think about while you're making it? Because like you're surrounded by just incredible beauty, like, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, 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 it, but is it just kind of in the back of your mind, like that this understanding of that space you're in is being s- either slowly or dramatically changed in, in the last 10 years or 20 years or five years? Oh, I, th- I think about it all the time. And I mean, I think conservation is moving forward. And a lot of times when I'm on the river, I think of the folks that have seen this water for thousands of years and then here we are, just a visitor trying to record the same colors that were witnessed at previous um, other times. And then the other part about the conservation piece is every river has a different story. There are so many different uh, things that are going to affect the, the watershed with um, like the Gallatin, with these monster communities being built. 
I mean, how is that going to affect it? All of a sudden you're painting neon green from an algae bloom because things are warming up. I mean, but that's only today. What's going to happen tomorrow? So absolutely uh, thinking about what affects these, these waters and what is in place, like the Clark's Fork, as far as it being like almost a super fun site, it's, it's headwaters uh, deal with the richest city at one time in the world. And the ramifications of that we're is dealing with now. And so then what I'm seeing, how is the, the actions that have happened before on such a grand scale affecting the experience now? You know, I've, I've, I've learned a lot from Ben, you know, coming out here three years ago, meeting Ben like two and a half years ago. But one of the things I've, I've learned about Ben is that, you know, in his heart, he's a fisherman first. <laughs> and when he looks at a river, he looks at the river in the way in which a trout would experience that river. And, and what he said to me, which I really thought about is that, a trout needs a clean, cold, clear, you know, somewhat pristine body of water oh, in order the, to flourish. Yeah, they're the canary and, in the coal mine. And, sure. and, and when Ben looks at a river and finds the place he wants to paint, finds the river, I always think about him like channeling his inner trout <laughs> to find the right spot. But the other side of that is, 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 being aware of whatever endangers that. And we've, we've been just a couple of times. I remember we were on the Smith yeah. and we saw that, that fluorescent. Oh, it blue. was crazy. It was crazy. The, the main river was neon. I mean, you could have seen it from space. It was nuts. And, and, and then it had a tributary that was a little bit colder in sheep Creek and it was, it didn't have any. Yeah. It was yeah. Just the difference between that confluence. I mean, you can see the difference in which, which would be more helpful. I was going to say, it's interesting, like Gary, to hear you talk about that because as, as somebody that is very high up in the charts in terms of your martial arts expertise and training, and you even said you're getting more and more into it since you moved out there. For me, there's a relationship between what you two do. It just happens to be different ways of doing it like there's something very zen about fly fishing i mean because again I've, I've done it and i think that in terms of like martial arts practice like that kind of inner peace that kind of inner channeling of energy do you find do you ever talk both of you talk about that kind of relationship yeah, I don't know if we talk about that. You know, we kind of we both know what we do and what we like. Well, so, so I got I can I can touch on that. I mean, as far as Gary and and Aikido and Zen, I mean, I'll be out there making a painting, and then Gary, uh, what what do you call it? I'll be uh, doing Tai Chi. Tai Chi. He'll be yeah. he'll suddenly run along going Tai Chi, and I mean, <laughs> some some rancher out there looking at this guy making a painting on the river, and then another guy behind him doing some Tai Chi. I mean, well, I mean, well, we got to be quite the spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so Ron, bear in mind when we get out on the river, Ben's making a painting. I'm hanging out with him for five hours. Yep. So there's a nap. There's a there, there, there's Tai Chi. There's a hike, there's some journaling, but, um, and, and just on that, that's part of what I think Ben's paintings are about in a way is this, um, ritualistic, um, longer involvement with the natural world. No, nothing he does is casual. 
you know, the, you, you go out to make a painting like you would plan for a hunting trip or a fishing uh, trip or, a, or an all day excursion. And, you know, you, you, it's like anything else. You go deeper and deeper the more you spend time. And, um, you know, on, on the, yes. Yeah, so, so there's also, if you watch Ben and we go back to athleticism, the only way that Ben can fly cast painting for fly cast paint for over five hours, we're talking about literally thousands of casts. You can't do that unless you're using the same principles that you would use as an athlete. You have to be relaxed. You have to be working from a center. You have to understand a rhythm. You have to have a certain relationship of mind and body. And that's, you know, it, it, it's funny because we run against um, like fly fisher guides on boats who come by or fly fishermen. And Ben's <laughs> kind of funny in that he's painting and he always engages with people. But a lot of times he'll just hand them the rod and say, here, try it. And what's funny about that, can you imagine Picasso saying to someone here, take a couple of strokes on my painting? No, but Ben can because he's already controlled what's on the fly rod, the pigments that are on the fly brush. You know, the cast is going to be a cast, but they can't do it. They can't do it. I mean, maybe if they took some more time, they get better, but they say, God, this is hard. <laughs> well, I mean, I look at it like if people want to make, if, if I'm there in the moment and then someone else is there in the moment, it's that moment. I mean, why should I hog what I'm doing or, or just keep it to myself? I would rather share as, as it is part of that day. Um, I, yeah. Well, I, mean, that's, I mean, you just said, you just said something that I actually think about thought about your work is it's so experiential, which makes sense. Again, like you're, you're looking at a river, like I'm really truly engaging in that looking and feeling when I'm looking at your painting. So I agree. Like, I think that there's something, why can't somebody else experience that moment of activeness? Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I think that there's something really interesting in that. And going back to what you were saying, Gary, you know, in terms of the athleticism that it takes to do that, do you, and I don't know if Gary and I talked about this. Do you like, do you finish a painting in one session? Like that's, there's no doubt. Like you don't ever go back to something. Correct. No, no. Okay. I mean, so it is really all- truly one session. So it could take, up to 10 hours if, if really truly, yeah. if you, and that, I, I mean, that's just, it's crazy in a great way. Like, I mean, cause it is like, there is like the physicality that goes into f- that fly fishing is uh, it's a lot. I mean, it's, yeah. it's exhausting. And so, so I find that, I find that even more intriguing and more like, guttural like in in such a great way and the other part that i i think is really cool and i didn't understand through the through the or maybe i don't know if it was the movie or if i was reading it i can't remember now i know that gary said you make your own flies which are brushes oh. which are brushes which again i think in the in the film you explain it's very much the same the same tradition in terms of you know tying your yeah. own flies is the same the same process as making your own brush and, but you, are you making a book for that? Or do you, have you already made a book? I didn't understand. I, it. I'm working on it. Okay. I mean, it's a work in progress yeah. as, as 
these these brushes develop just like a, a fly pattern would. It's it's like the next page in which to illustrate and try to. Oh, the, the, the illustrations of them were killer, man. I love those. <laughs> that's what I was. You know, that's why I was wondering if you had the book out. I was like, I want to get one. <laughs> so a little a little side note, Ron. You know, everything we're doing kind of has its own trajectory, and and I say this as someone who was an insider in the art world for a long time. Involved with Ben feels different, and I feel like everything that's going to happen with Ben is going to happen. Um, in its own way. And one of the things that happened out of the film that was made by a Japanese American filmmaker, um, Manabu Inada, is he had friends and associates in Japan who saw the film and loved what Ben was doing. And these people had a, um, a really cool clothing line that focuses a lot on um, uh, a little subset of clothing on fly fish. Uh, gear, awesome. uh, fishing yeah. gear. And <laughs> what they've done is they are now using details of two of Ben's paintings on all this gear, and it looks like camouflage. But one other thing, they also <laughs> love the drawings, and they're taking those exact drawings of fly brushes and making t-shirts out of them. Yeah, I never so, thought it would be, yeah. So this is going to be happening in Japan, and, and now they want to subtitle the movie in Japanese so, I mean, for all we know, Ben's going to be, you know, more well-known in Japan before he's known <laughs> in the United States. But they're going to take those drawings and make T-shirts out of them. Hey, hey, like, Ben, that, 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 that's an interesting I, – I, I think that's – first of all, I think that's awesome. And I, I completely – like, looking at those those – illustrations of of the brushes they're so dynamic and they are, i can totally see it i would buy a t-shirt like tomorrow 100 <laughs> we'll percent. but like how like what is this experience for you like meeting gary and having this relationship and kind of this budding career as an artist like i mean i like what is what is that like for you is it weird? Is it like, is it, this is awesome. This no, is exactly no, what I want. Surreal. It's surreal, Ron. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. You get up in the morning and here I am making paintings uh, outside in, in places that are just out of this world. I, it's uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, there's a fulfillment in life. I mean, it's uh, uh, yeah. Probably even deeper than that. I mean, as far as uh, how grateful and appreciative I, I am of, of everything that has transpired so far. Um, but a uh, quick question. Have you ever uh, fished with a Tenkara? No. So, so going back to the Zen and Gary and, uh, I, I let, we were on the Boulder river and I said, Hey Gary, try this out. And it was a Tenkara rod and, you know, it doesn't have all the newfangled reel and line and all that. I mean, it's just out there flipping. Yep. And I mean, Gary, he stood in that river for a couple hours, just flipping that. And he comes back and he says, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it is, you yes. know, this really, yes. really puts you in the action of, of the river, of the, you know, the, the sense of trying to capture a, a quarry. And yeah, yeah, it was, that, that was, was Ron, good. that was my good moment. The other revelation. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. The other, the other revelation was, <laughs> it's amazing how many things a hook can 
get caught in. And it's amazing the quality of the knots that you can create in a line and, and more. But, um, you know, it, it has been really fascinating to, you know, get to know Ben, not just as an artist, but as a, you know, a fly fisherman and even, you know, as an outdoorsman and hunter. You know, I mean, some of Ben's hunting stories are are are, are legendary. You know, um, but there's a um, and 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 actually to bring it back to art, I do think that um, I'll take a big step back. That you know, in the history of art and the history of great art, a lot of it has to do with the different type of artists that one is in terms of what's come before. And Ben, to me, represents um, a different type of artist. He's someone who is um, so um, natural in the wilderness, so much a part of the wilderness, um, you know, and, and the importance of that. But I'll, I'll go one step further. And this is something that I've been thinking about is, um, you know, most art that we're talking about is um, visual. And one of the things that artists do is they show us or teach us how to see or see differently. And one of the things I've realized is that a, a fisherman and a hunter sees differently. They see as fishermen and, 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 and hunters, and they see the world with an openness towards prey. And Ben, when we're driving, by the way, driving with Ben, so far, knock on wood, I'm alive. <laughs> but when we're driving with Ben, one third of Ben is driving the car. One third of Ben is scanning the landscape for elk, coyote, deer. And one third is looking at this little GPS map that tells you what's public land so that this is land that one can go and hunt on at some point. But the point is, Ben will see animals so quickly, so far away that you know, most of the time I don't see them, but then if I do see them, I'm like, how did you see that? But I literally think he he sees the natural world differently because of his who he is in his upbringing, and he brings that into his art making. Well, he he puts himself in that space. I I, I yeah. agree, Gary. I think that that like you know to not to bring it back to me, but to a lesser extent, like I. I put myself in that space of being driving around out in, in Montana, Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, whatever, because that's the thing that affects me. And that's the thing I want. Yeah. I don't want to paint what I see. I want to paint that experience. And that in some ways, like you, for me, your work straddles that experiential and reality. Because again, I truly feel that movement in your work. Like, I really feel like I'm looking at a moving river. And that's what's so cool about your work because, and I think I even said this to Gary when we were in the, in the gallery, like when you move, like your paintings are kinetic. Like, I feel like, and so it's like, I feel like the, there, there's movement when you're looking, but there's also movement when you're moving. Like, it's a really interesting dynamic. Really quick break. Make sure to follow Ben on Instagram at Ben Miller underscore fly underscore cast underscore painting and check out his website 
benmillerartist.com. You can follow Gary on Instagram at Gary Snyder Fine Art, and make sure to check out his websites, GarySnyderFineArt.com and GSFAMT.com. Also, a reminder to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Now, back to Ben and Gary. How, how did you, first of all, you paint on plexiglass, and I assume part of that is because of that constant whipping, like you probably, obviously it goes right through canvas. Um, have you ever thought about, <laughs> have you ever nope. thought about like panels or, I mean, I personally love the, 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 uh, the plexi because I think the light is different and I think light is probably super, super important to your work. Um, yeah. but also like, so you also are, have worked on different ways of framing them to like bring them off the wall. I think it's like maybe an inch and a half or whatever, which again, accentuates that light. And I, I think also makes that kinesis the kinetic dynamic like really it brings it alive so how are like some of those things coming about and how how have they changed and shifted this is a dramatic question sorry <laughs> no 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 it's it's great um uh so i <laughs> i think my life is shortened i used to when i was living in washington i had this little tiny house it was probably more like a shack and i used to sit in there and i would obsess about looking into water I was trying to paint trout and rocks and, and water on top. And then when you put, pop, put that shadow of that trout in, I mean, it just pops it into this third dimension. It's just, just amazing. And I'm sitting there and, and my house is just filled with oil paint, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> I didn't have the best facilities. And, and then the idea then to paint with the fly rod just came about when I was talking to my brother and it was like, well, why don't I just paint? And then it was like, what are you going to paint? And it was like, well, why don't you paint a river? And then it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, a river, because it's nothing more than a moving palette of color. That's what a painting is. And then it was like everything from uh, fly fishing at a young age to pursuing the arts, to teaching art, to just having that uh, revelation. I mean, that is really, you know, resign from teaching the next day, sell my house and come to Montana <laughs> to, to paint some of the most famous rivers in the world. I mean, I, I really don't know when it comes to fly fishing culture, if you can beat Montana for what it can provide as far as the, the, the notoriety of the rivers where people fly internationally every year from all over the world to come and fish these rivers. And, and so that, then that lining up with the art, I mean, and then Gary is saying, this is an interesting way to make a mark. And that would be just the, the dream of someone to see that because you would be out there and it's, it would be like, if I were to stand in the middle of a city and, and do this, I don't know if it would resonate as much as being on a river and then capturing that as to, uh, what, what's going on. How yeah, was that and, and, like kind of, sorry, I was just going to one little follow up. Like how, because I, th I do think like your paintings are so contingent on being there. Was that difficult for you to make those paintings in this, in the gallery space? Because it was, okay. there was a, there was a hitch. There was a, uh, the, and what it was, was, uh, me, my rhythm and my speed being the carrying factor as to what's going to, create this painting as to um, my attention, my attention span. And, uh, you know, you mix your colors 
And then you're thinking about what you're making. Are you going to mix that palette again to continue? Because it was such a big surface and to cover, um, I, I could find myself going, whoa, whoa, hey, you know, let's take this a step back and let's focus on what you're doing because you're not on the river to have a constant reminder as far as looking at the painting, what you've done, and then the ratio that you want to capture as far as the movement in the river is concerned as a constant reminder. And then also as uh, much as the light is shifting, uh, being in a studio space, I mean, that would be like the one difference that I was trying to be very conscious of and stick with the program as to what my study of the river was the previous day. Yeah, there's there's a there's a good story to that, Ron. I'll try to tell it quickly, but um, no rush. You know, when, the, when, 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 the, when the filmmaker and an associate producer in New York made a request, he wanted to do the movie. They had a few requests, and one of the requests was that Ben um, do a painting larger than anything he's ever done before. So Ben generally paints on three by four foot sheets of polycarbonate and four by eight, and four by eight is big. But they wanted him to do a, a even larger painting. So we got two sheets of six foot by 10 foot polycarbonate. And the other thing they wanted to do is they wanted to see if Ben could paint in a more of a studio setting. And I think what they wanted to do is they didn't want to just pigeonhole Ben as just sitting on the river for whatever reason. So we basically said, yes, we, <laughs> we call it corporate. corporate wants us to do this. So. So the game plan was we had this big story mill space. You were in it with the high ceiling. So we figured that would be where we'd make the paintings. And the idea that they wanted was for Ben to go out on the river and do these studies and come back and then do a river painting, not on the river. So Ben, if you know Ben, he's like a very, you know, pretty happy, jovial guy. But as we got closer to this, he, He's like a little more sullen. And so, and so, and I said, "What? Well, what are you doing?" Artist yeah, yeah. So, so then, so then, the day, the day before, I go to Ben. So here we are, Ben. So, what do you think you're going to do? And Ben goes, "Well, I can tell you what I don't want to do. I don't want to be good answer. Here. I don't want to be sitting here in Story Mill, looking at Story Mill, and painting at a river, painting a river that I can't see." I go, whoa, so what do you want to do? He goes, I'm going to paint Story Mill. Now, Story Mill is a 120-year-old dilapidated brick structure with yeah. this old history as a mill. Ben comes in the next day, and he's created fly brushes out of sponges. And he's, he's gone and cut leather into the shape of chaffs of wheat. And basically, he did a painting of Story Mill. So he did what he wanted to do. He painted what he was looking at. But, but I'll go on. At the end of, at the end of it, it happens with a painting right behind us right now. At the end of the day, I was blown away. Because what I realized is, yes, Ben paints river. Ben can paint anything. It's all color. It's all energy. He can paint anything. And we sent it to the guys in New York, and there was this long silence. And they said, This is amazing. This is groundbreaking, but we can't really use this in the movie because it's not part of our storyline. So, corporate, corporate. Yeah. So, ben took, a, ben, took, ben took a deep breath and went out. He went out with John Dotson. Yeah. And he spent a day on the Yellowstone. And he then came back and took the second sheet of, of the six by 10 and made one of the greatest paintings he ever made of the Yellowstone. And that's the, that's the painting that's in the movie. 
And just as a side note, we sold that six foot 10 painting to this new um, super luxury hotel, the Mirage Big Sky. And Ben went up there last week to see it installed. Yeah. What was it like to see that painting, Ben? Uh, I mean, I've never, personally, I've never been in a building like that in my <laughs> life, right? There, I mean, there are two guys to greet you at the door, big smiles, like, you know, they're your you're, they're long lost friend. I'm like, what is this place, right? I mean, so I walk in and then you go, you come, come around and then right at the top of the staircase is the painting. And there were then three people there and they wanted to hear about the painting and it was just... I mean, that alone, you know, it was such an experience. It was really, really something. Yeah, yeah. Like, that place is, I mean, I think it's worth over $1,200 a night to stay there. <laughs> yeah. where, where is this at? Is this in Bozeman? This is in Big Sky. It's the okay. new Montage Big Sky. I'm it's visiting the- there this summer then. Uh, yeah, save your save your dollars. Oh, I'm not like staying a- there. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> unless you want to sell some of my paintings, Gary. I'm not staying there. <laughs> we can talk about that. I got some ideas. Uh, no, I it, it, like I. To me, I you know, this this is part of the part of the whole not part of the reason why my business partner and I started this is for the mental health aspects of both being physically active and creatively active, but also to kind of knock down these stereotypical walls between the artist and the athlete. And what I love, like you just have, like, I think Gary said this earlier, like you have this just energy about you and you're like, for me, you are knocking down those walls of like this bullshit snooty elitist artist. And it's like, And I love that. I personally love that because first of all, your work, like Gary said, it's aesthetically pleasing, but there's like, there's, there's stuff behind it that is meaningful. There's there's stuff behind it that hopefully is changing the way that we look, the way that we think, the way that we act in the world. And I, I just, that's the stuff that resonates with me. So I like, Again, when I saw your work this summer and, and Gary and I talked, it was like, oh my God, man, I want to like, have, first of all, have you both on because, you know, for me, like, I think it's, it's, it, you guys met for a reason. Like you're like, again, like there's, there's a creativity to you, Gary being a gallerist and, and, and martial arts, you being physically active and do, you know, it's, it, I, I just think it's a perfect like relationship and I don't know. Like I, I, it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, this is like being like ridiculous, but I think that like stuff, (laughs) stuff, like stuff that what you guys are doing is changing the world. You know, I I really do because. Yeah, that's really sweet. No, I'm being serious. I, I, I I think, you know, um, one of the things Ron is, uh, you know, we always bring ourselves and our history to any given moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I first, I, I met Ben, so out of the blue, I had gone to a, a charitable event, a fundraiser for the Gallatin River Task Force, yeah. which is up, which was up in um, Big Sky along the river. And I, and I, you know, see this fly fisherman and he's, and, but something was off because he wasn't, he wasn't as close, <laughs> that close to the river. And it's like, and it's like, he kept going and I kept hearing this thunk, thunk, thunk. And it was Ben making the painting, but the thing about it is when I saw it, I was immediately intrigued. And my very first associations were Jackson Pollock, Morris Lewis, these artist heroes of mine 
who I feel like were so important because they eschewed the brush. They said, instead of using the traditional brush, they found a way in which to partner with gravity and to convey the natural world so that what was on the canvas or, you know, the surface was not just them. It was like half them and half nature. You know, Pollock's famous saying, I am nature. There's so much truth to that. But when I came to Ben, you know, I, I saw like a next way of dripping and pouring. Casting is a, another way of using gravity, but it's then similar than different because he's controlling so many different things. He may, the, the things that Ben controls are hard to imagine unless you watch him, just a few things. Number one, he's got a range of these fly brushes. Some of them are thick, some of them are thin, some of them are nylon, some of them, one of my favorite ones. And by the way, someday Ben will be sponsored by either Michael's or Joanne's because when he goes into those places, he's like a kid in a candy shop. But one of the favorite things he did recently, what were the ones with those like Christmas pine cones? Uh, the monocone? Monocone. So it's literally these pine, these like decorative pine cones that you put on a Christmas tree. And Ben would, you know, they had like a bite to them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For stippling. For stippling. <laughs> just, you know, just some, just some edges yeah, yeah. on there. So right? anyway, like, in terms of the choice, Ben's got all the fly brushes, the whole range. He's got all of the different colors. And Ben is an amazing colorist. The first thing Ben does when after he's picked his spot on the river, he goes into the huge box of <laughs> acrylics and will put into his creel, you know, the 14 tubes of paint he wants to use to capture that. So paint is another thing. He then uses two different rods. One is a smaller, a 10 and a half Winston. Uh, a nine foot, a nine, nine foot, foot yeah. and, a, and how big is the spay rod? Uh, 13 and a half. So the spay rod yes. is a two handed rod that when he throws it, he's whipping fly brushes at over 80 miles an hour. So he's got the fly brushes, the colors, the different rods. But then if you watch Ben, he'll, you know, a normal cast is kind of like from the right. Ben will switch over and hit from another side or go vertical. You know, so the range of creative possibilities to ultimately make different marks is extraordinary. Well, I, I'm glad, Ron, I mean, that you recognize, I mean, just like what you said earlier, too, was about how just to change the world a little bit. Um, I think at the, at the core, I mean, that's what an artist is, if there is such a thing. In, in this world just to change it. I was, I was thinking about it. Have you ever been to Bam, uh, uh, Lake Louise up by Banff in uh, Canada? No, I like, that's one of my goals at one point in time or at some point in time. Cause again, like I, I drive out West every summer and I, I want to take the Canadian route sometime and drive yeah, across Canada. Yeah. Please do. It's amazing. The majesty is just out of this world, but um, there's a pathway that goes up the right side of the lake. It's paved. There's in the summer. I mean, there's over a thousand people probably walking down this path. And I had a, a commission. I was out and I was standing in the lake making this painting as it was set up on the shore. And everybody that came down that path would say, Hey, there's a fly fisherman. <laughs> and then as they got closer, 
they would say, no, he's painting. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I don't know if they hung around, you know, or, or just kept walking, but for them to acknowledge that it was just, it was like, it was one of the greatest days. I mean, as far as being an artist and that interaction to, to make them realize that this painting was being made with, with the taper of the fly rod and the taper of the fly line. I mean, it was just. No. And that's what I mean. Like there's, there's, there's so many aspects to what you're doing that I, I just, I grab personally, I gravitate towards like, again, I I was thinking when you said earlier, some paintings you made that you were actually painting the fish. Right? Then you say you were you painted like in your little shack. You painted like oh, yeah, the yeah, shadow yeah, of the yeah. trout and and yes. and I while I'm sure those are beautiful paintings, I think that what you're doing now, like those are like static and those are almost about the fish, where this what you're giving people now with these paintings, you're giving that experience. Like you know, and like, and so it's so it's, it's like a, such a different dynamic. Like, like, do you feel that personally? Like how you gravitated away from almost the more traditional painting to this thing where it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it is like, like Gary said, like there's this full body movement. There's like this dance that you're really truly doing while you're painting like a Pollock in a different way. Yeah. But but you're again, like it's, it's more about the experience as opposed to the thing. If that makes sense. Instead of painting the fish, you're painting the thing that they're in and giving us that, that movement, that moment that. I I, I don't know. I don't know a better way to say it. I it's. (laughs) You're good. You're good. I mean, you're, you're really hitting on some, some, really heavy heavy i mean poignant things there about i think what we're what we're trying to do and and as far as just the experience too it's it's like as far as using the fly rod it's so i believe that people are attracted to bodies of water a a fly fisherman to go out there i mean people walk along rivers i mean city parks are built along rivers why is that and and uh, people are attracted to bodies of water and I think that when they look at a, a river, like a fisherman will go out there, if they catch a fish or not, they're still going to go back and they're still going to have a great day. And as a, as a painter, I mean, I'm trying to capture not only the, the movement of the river, but also the perspective. Like, how do you, how does a fisherman see this river and they're looking right in front of them to, to, to be successful, to, to try and master what's going on in this world that is not ours, the, the, the only thing that, that brings these fish into our world is these these little, as far as the fly fishing is concerned, you know, I mean, this deceptive, it's deception. I mean, that's what a painter tries to replicate is deception. And, and you know, I mean, it's, I don't even know if it's honest, right? But <laughs> we're still out there trying to do it. And, and then as a, as, a, as, a, as a painter, you know, you're, you're capturing this perspective. I'm going to go home at the end of the day, hopefully. I mean, I've had days where I haven't. <laughs> I, it was probably my worst day ever. I mean, I mean, the wind was so heavy. It's blowing my paintings into the river. I'm never going to get those back. But um, that was one day. That was, <laughs> I tried to learn my lesson. But um, you're, you're looking at the water as a fisherman would see it. And that too, uh, relating to that culture, 
is, is very much as far as what the river is giving you for many different reasons or di different purposes. So I, I think uh, that is um, very much in line with uh, what you just said. You know, an another thought that comes to my mind, just to try to convey to your audience a little bit what, what Ben does. And, and sometimes, you know, you kind of get this notion of these of this beautiful day, sunny day, warm, Ben <laughs> on the river and painting. Well, once in a while, they're that way. But a lot of the times it's like- Not in Montana. Ben, 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 ben is out there in the elements and I have been with him. What was it on the Missouri up near Craig? Was that the Missouri? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're up on this, um, this, this, this promontory overlooking and the wind is so strong that he has this like, 100 pound <laughs> aluminum easel that's an eighth frame we had to weight it down with rocks so it wouldn't get blown away and he's casting in this 40 mile per hour wind i have no idea how he does it we've also another quick story is when i first met ben before covid through some connections i had Ben's first show was going to be the Denver Art Fair, which was going to be in May of whatever, the, like when COVID first hit. Yeah, yeah. So we found out about this at the end of October. And I realized that because we're going to be in Colorado, we should make some Colorado paintings. Well, I'm new to Montana. I figure we'll go 15 hours south to where it's warmer for Ben to make paintings. And there are these famous rivers in Southern Colorado in Gunnison. And so- Oh yeah, know, Gunnison's we go, great. We go, we go down to Gunnison for 15 hours to find out that it's the coldest place in the United States. So we're at about 10,000 feet elevation right so, up there. It's but what Ben does is he takes, he takes um, these propane heaters and literally puts them underneath the aluminum so that because the temperature of the polycarbonate has to be the, yeah has to has to be the right temperature in order for the paint to hit properly and Ben's there with gloves on and one day the last day we were there it had to be below zero and we're making this four by eight which takes forever and I I, I thought we were going to die well I think Gary too on this trip is making his director's debut right? <laughs> so I'm trying to make this painting and Gary's back here uh you know finish the damn painting finish the damn painting. <laughs> you know what I got what I the only thing I know is that, that in order to really convey what Ben does, you kind of have to have it on video. That was my instinct. And um, we just happened to meet this amazing guy, John oh, Dodson, who's been part of our team, who went yeah. down with us. And um, what I realized is that <laughs> Ben is painting, John's the cameraman, <laughs> but somehow without my realizing, I'm kind of like the director and the producer. <laughs> so I'm like doing the best I can. And then, and, and, um, there was this one great moment where it's like the third day, third yeah, day we're the down third there. Day. John's about had enough. Yeah, John, <laughs> John's all set up, and I go to John and say, "You know, something comes up. I have this idea. John, do you mind if we stop this and set up for another shot?" And there's a little, there's this pause, and John says, "I do." <laughs> I go, Whoa! But anyway, out of that, John's we're all we're all we're all part of a team and great yeah. buddies. And John continues to do um, a lot of video. We have. I've had an instinct from the very beginning 
that this whole journey really should be captured in film as much as possible. And even, I even had a, you know, I have, I have a, a little video camera that I brought when, when I found out that Ben was gonna have this first show in the Denver Art, uh, Denver Art Fair, they're doing a big booth. I said, Ben, I have something to tell you. And I, we, we, we got together at a Starbucks and I actually set the camera up because I just wanted to see what his reaction would be. And we have that footage. Serious? Serious. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Surprise. I haven't seen this. You remember um, his, what, what was this? Hidden camera. What was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smile. You're on candid camera. Candid camera, right? Yeah. No, we have we have we have amazing footage. Um, we've just done some fantastic trips. I hate to say this because I don't I still don't understand exactly what what it is i'm we've been like kind of looking into it but it's kind of like you guys should do like nfts you know and and uh, we, and i i don't i'm not telling you to do it but but yeah, like so, i think yeah, that ex, yeah. that experience of watching ben make this stuff because again i i agree with you gary like watching the watching the film i actually sent it to my my business partner and he, like his response was like oh my god this is so killer you know um, but watching you do the paintings, then having the painting, like you're getting again, for me as a, as a visual artist and, and being around it all the time. And like, I probably enter paintings differently than like people that don't. And, but to have, have that ability for somebody to see what you're doing as well as seeing the actual painting, it's almost like you should have like a little monitor next to the painting. You know, I don't yeah. know if that's something, I mean. Yeah, so Yellowstone, you're going to tell us about Yellowstone? Yeah, I'll tell you Yellowstone. But just real quick on the NFTs, you know, I'm I'm also, you know, people ask me what, you know, what's this whole NFT thing? And I say, just real quickly, from my point, it's one third of it is the buildup of of, of cryptocurrency. Yeah. One third of it is a, uh, you know, buildup of a market of already existing NFTs. Mm -hmm. But one third of it, I give a certain amount of validity because art has always been interested in new technology, new ways of doing things. So I'll give it a little bit. But my thought was Ben and I are just entering a new phase of his painting, which is a project we've been talking about for a while related to everything we're talking about. Um, it's a more specific endangered river project. And the idea is to go to these rivers, paint them, draw attention to them, do fundraising, but the thought with the NFT is that maybe we would do an NFT of each river yep. and that money would go towards a good cause, you yep. know, and no, the, the I whole think... philanthropy is, is, is at the heart of what we're doing from the very beginning, Ben and I would love for a percentage of everything we do to go toward river causes. Yep. No. And I think that that's the way that I think about NFTs is the experiential component of that. But to do that, like, I think that that would be awesome. I mean, you know, again, that's, that's what's so cool about your work. It's cool to look at. It's cool to see the, the, the way that you make them and, the, and how in depth you are like creating your own brushes, but you know, all this stuff, but then to have this kind of social component to it that is as important or more important than everything that you are like, again, you're like, you're knocking down kind of cultural walls of sorts to let people like Gary said earlier, like to see things, to be a, a willing to see things. 
And I just, I think it's like really, again, like changing the world. I think it's like really important. And so I think Gary, like it, if you guys start doing that, where you, where you, you know, portions of the proceeds go to certain things, I think that's like, I, I just think that's like really. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I told you this, Ron, but um, kind of a, an exciting next thing for us is that um, <clears throat> the second week in April is going to um, be um, Art Expo Chicago, which is one of the better art fairs. Yep. And they have, uh, there's probably over 60 galleries, but there's a section with 16 galleries that are going to be focusing on one artist. And Ben will have a, a, a be one of those 16. And I think what we're going to do for that um, booth is to do the endangered rivers. And part of my thinking right now is, and this is so amazing about Ben's work, is I, I think we'll probably plan a trip to Chicago and maybe do a road trip for a couple of weeks before then so we can hit some rivers like in Illinois and, and wherever, you know, and those paintings can literally go up on the wall. You know, they can be painted three days before the show because all you have is the backings and then you slide the plexi in. But uh, it's going to be fascinating um, for Ben's work to be seen kind of outside the context of Montana. And um, it's been a real joy to present this work here in Montana, I must say. One of the things that's so cool for me is when we did the shows um, here and at the uh, story mill is you have people come in who know these rivers. They've, 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 they've fished on these rivers. They've been on these rivers and they'll come in and they'll go, yeah, that's the flathead. Absolutely. <laughs> Look at those colors. That's the big hole. You know, they, 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 and I guess the last thing I'll say is, when I first looked at Ben's paintings, you know, I certainly had an East Coast bias. You know, I, I looked at them more as abstractions. And I have come to understand how literal Ben's paintings yep. are, how, how representative. I think I said that to you when I was there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, I don't know, Ben, I'll ask this as a question to you. <laughs> do you think that, you know, you have come to see the paintings in a more abstract light because of how I looked at it, or do you kind of see the paintings as they are the same way all the time? Uh, okay. Uh, there's a number of different lenses that I would answer that from, uh, as far as looking at the river, very literal, as far as the process of making the brushes and stuff, how can I always do it better? Um, always trying to push the envelope on what, is being seen. I would, I would think that a lot of artists too, they have this progression of, uh, you know, trying to make everything like a photograph. And then once they, they feel that they've gone as far as they can with that, they then start to go, they start to offshoot to some other direction. And, and I think I'm very slowly trying to get to a more literal, uh, sense right now, but appreciate what I'm doing in the, in the, in the, time being i, I was gonna I, say I, to, to piggyback off gary and like kind of what i was saying earlier i think that the stuff you're doing now is more literal than the the painting the fish i mean i'm being serious yeah, yeah. i mean oh, I, absolutely i mean especially if you saw my fish <laughs> <laughs> i don't mean that but you know what i'm saying because again like i think your your 
you're really capturing that. Whereas you're, when you're painting a fit or anything, and again, this isn't to shit on anything, anybody that does anything realistic, but it's like you're depicting something. There's a difference between depicting and, and painting it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then going back, uh, to the, uh, performance piece, the performance piece. So, so I have my hat, I'll have my creel, I have my fishing rod, right? I've been on the river with, you know, 20 feet away from my painting, just covered in paint. Yep. And a fisherman will come up and just be talking to me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, after 20 minutes, they'll look at me and say, Hey, you're not fishing, are you? <laughs> it's like, I love that. I mean, as far as the performance goes, it's such an integral part of, of uh, what we're doing here. It's, it's uh, really, really something uh, to, to be in the present and then create the, create the painting and evaluate it. I mean, it's like uh, you're always making decisions like, like, uh, uh, Fly fishermen are always making decisions. What size, what color? I make the same decision. I have to execute to a certain degree, but I think the biggest thing is, is fly fishing and painting being the same is that uh, the um, for centuries, people have been using fur and feathers to emulate a bug. Well, painters have been doing the same thing. They just put it on the end of a stick. It's like, it's the same thing. Yeah. I, I mean, a, a, a paintbrush has like a taper to it. A, a, a fly rod is nothing but a big taper. The line that you're casting is nothing but a taper. And and then at the end, you know, you put this this uh, this color, this this thing to carry color, and then do this tradition of of making a painting. It's really just this interconnected uh, yeah. world. That's that that's the way that I feel about sports and art. I mean, it's like to I mean, me, they're so like. I, it, it is like, and that, like, that's why, again, like, I'm so happy to have both of you on because I think you both have that realization of those interconnected relationships between, you know, physicality and, and creativity. Go ahead, Gary. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You know, it, it is, um, I mean, I, I kind of was and am an insider into the art world. My galleries were in New York City for 25 years, but I, I just, you can't help but notice the insularity of the art world and um, it's still there. And, and one of the things that I know, and I, I, I know that getting Ben the recognition that I believe he will, he deserves and will ultimately get is an uphill battle because people yes. tend to be, yes. you know, kind of more dismissive, but uh, you know, even, um, Oh, I'll tell you a, a, another quick story. When I first got excited about Ben, I did some video and through my art world connections, I had a very, very a friend who was a very prominent art critic and writer in New York City. And then I had also met this guy who was um, had a media company and here in Bozeman and was an avid fly fisherman and was kind of at the top of the pinnacle for, for, for fly fishing. And I sent them both stuff on Ben. And the guy in New York got back to me and he says, you know, I, I, I don't, I just, I think it's kind of gimmicky. The whole notion of making art with a fly rod is kind of gimmicky. And the guy from Bozeman said, you know, I don't think fly fishermen are going to appreciate the fact that someone's using a fly rod to make art. And I said, <laughs> yes. <laughs> winning, yeah. winning. We, we, we got it. We got it. Fact, because I knew they were both wrong. 
and they just didn't get it yet. But I love the fact that there are these two cultures that kind of, you know, don't get each other. And I don't want to get involved in partisan politics, but we can say <laughs> that there are issues with understanding the other. Yeah. And I'll go one step further, being out here in Montana, I have a sense of the zeitgeist and I feel there's an energy of these Northern Rockies that is powerfully important for our art world, you know, in the next, you know, 10 years right now. And that we need this energy. There's something about the energy of Ben and his painting that is important as a corrective or at least a balancing. I mean, go back to the NFTs as interesting as they are. They tend to be totally digital, cartoonish. Yep. Um, if, if anything, either, you know, kind of cartoonish and infantile and dystopian. And what Ben is doing about, you know, being out in the natural world and that reality, not on your, not on your cell phone, just is the other side of that. Now, maybe the world is big enough for both, but it sure as hell needs more of what, you know, Ben is doing and feeling and presenting um, in order for our minds and bodies to be healthier, our planet to be healthier. And, um, you know, we'll see where it goes. Absolutely. I mean, you just hit the nail on the head, Gary, because I like that's <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, that's the way that I've been, been feeling and thinking about the insularity and, and the, the pushback that I get as a professor that has started a program here that basically mirror, like I started classes at Virginia Commonwealth that mirror like what our business is doing. It's called art and athletics. And I bring people into this class. I mean, I still have art students, but I have people that are not art students and to see what happens during that class. It's fantastic. Like it, yeah. do, it, it knocks really cool. down walls. And really cool. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's another idea of what intelligence is. It's yep. another idea of what a human being is. It's another idea of what creativity is. So I'm, 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 I'm into it. It's really great. I'll have to have um, both of you come in like as guest speakers of my class. If you're interested, I'm being dead serious. Like oh, I, I think it would be I, like truly amazing to like, you know, like I could, I could, and we, and we also can't wait to see your place out here in Montana, Ron. Well, you're welcome to go to the land. There's nothing on it, <laughs> but and hey, it's, where, where are you? Where are you out of Columbia? Ben wants to know if we, you can we, hunt on it. Yes, I want to know that. Second, um, second, Gary, let's not. I don't rush know him. if you can hunt because I mean I'm sure you can, but there's it's twenty it's twenty acres. It's um you know where the Cooney Reservoir is? Yeah, we're yeah. like two miles from that. Okay. So, um, so, our neighbor is really, really great guy, but he's an Angus farmer. So there's cows everywhere. Uh -huh. So I don't know if you, I mean, but there's, I mean, you know, both, well, a couple of the times I was there this summer, there was, there was deer bouncing around on the land. I've seen Fox. On, I don't know if I've seen elk on it. There are so many deer in your Valley. Oh, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just, I can't wait until we're able to build something because, you know, again, like I, I've told Gary, like, you know, we want to have an exhibition space there. We want to be able to do workshops and different, and then have like a residency, like you would be perfect to come out and do like a talk, different stuff like that. That again, I just think it furthers that 
knocking down the walls and bringing other people into this art world in not such an elitist fashion, but just, you know, just like to allow them to come in. Because one of the things I think is, is so difficult for the art world is people are scared to go into museums and galleries because they just, they don't think they're going to understand it. And it's like, I want to have everybody feel comfortable coming into those spaces. It doesn't mean you have to like what you look at, but it, it just means like you're allowed to come in and it's, it's all cool. You know? Yeah. uh, (laughs) That's kind of funny. You you just came up with another parallel. There was a guy that just opened a fly shop a couple of years ago and there's been well-established fly shops in Bozeman. Sure. And and the guy he's quoted in the paper is saying people are afraid to go into those fly shops. You know, they they very ha- they have their very set, you know, thing. And you know, I I understand what he was saying, but man, was he hated? He was hated by those fly shops for saying that very thing where people are could potentially be a little uh intimidated to go into a gallery. Sure. And and then try to, you know, be you know, in step with what's going on inside that room. No, it's, it's uh, true because I, again, like, I think we've created this, you know, Gary knows this, like, and you probably know this too, Ben. It's like, unfortunately, a lot of the art that like becomes culturally or beyond like the art world, like the banana with the, with the duct tape a couple of years back in Miami. And that becomes like news. And then people like that are not in the art world are like, well, this is dumb as shit. Like, what are they like, you know? And then like, it becomes this thing where they don't even want to engage in an art world. And it's like, yeah, you know, again, that's why I think what you're doing and allowing people into your space, like it's it like through the videos and through the work and different stuff. It's, it's, Again, I, I I know it's overstated maybe, but it it is like it's it becomes world changing stuff, and then uh-huh. when they're in there, to know that you are, have this vested interest in conservation, and and the importance of understanding that the planets change, but you know it's just all these things connected are are so fucking important. Um, yeah, 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 and and there are a lot of issues and other, you know, we talked about when you're on the Smith River and you saw the algae bloom, which came from probably fertilizers and stuff that were going in. The other thing is we were on, um, I think we were down to Madison. Was it the Palisades with those big cliffs? So the Madison, yeah, yeah. Madison is one of the most famous fishing yes. rivers in the world yeah. and which is great. And yet we're, Ben's in the middle of the river. I remember you were in the middle of the river <laughs> painting and there was, would you say an overabundance of fishing boats that day? Oh, there's a lot. I mean, it's an industry in Montana. Yeah. For so so sure. that's it's another like, issue of, of even what's the balance of usage. And and if you read the history um, here in Montana of, of Yellowstone and Glacier, um, it's all a balance between on one hand, you want to let people um, be able to appreciate and commune with this natural world. But on the other hand, you have to respect it. It's a balancing thing. And, 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 and I, I think that that balance is what we're going to have to find in climate change. We're going to have to find it in usage of river. We're going to have to use it for, you know, building civilizations by rivers. It's, it's, we're not going to be able to, uh, it's not going to be one way or the other. It's going to have to be a, a negotiation and an understanding and a mutual respect and we're going to have to do the best we can. And, 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 and all of that comes out of a awareness B out of, you know, opposing sides 
honoring and respecting each other and ultimately prioritizing the health of, of, of our rivers. I, I mean, I think I told you, Gary, when I just drove out west a couple weeks ago, um, I got stuck in Kansas during one of those, I, I call it a land hurricane. I was in literally in a McDonald's parking lot, 100 mile an hour winds. I don't even eat. I mean, I don't even eat fast food. I'm like sitting there going and I started smelling smoke, which, you know, a couple weeks later became true in, in Colorado with those fires, um, you know, that ripped through Boulder. And I was yeah. sitting there in, in the McDonald's parking lot because they closed 70 down because of these winds, smelling smoke going, well, this would be a horrible way to die. But that's all about climate change. And, you know, like yeah. we, didn't, we didn't used to have these storms. Like, and so it, it like, again, I think you're coming at it from, from a real space, like a real understanding of like, you know, you're putting yourself in the, these waters. You're s- literally seeing the changes and you're, you know, you're putting out these paintings that are, are based on that experience. And I, again, I think it's just really important. I don't know if that's like a backstory to your work or whatever, but it's, it's part of your story. And I think that that's so important that it's out there, that it's not just about the act of the painting. It's not just about this or that. It's about this whole experiential thing of, of how you're putting yourself in that space, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. It's, uh, just uh, like there's a town right now in Montana. I don't even know if you've heard of it called Denton. And it just got burned out uh, about a month ago. <laughs> right? I mean, there, we got this call. There's this guy up on the hill saying, yeah, I'm just watching my town burn to the ground. And uh, I was just out there last weekend and they're, you know, they're doing these big fundraisers to try and build these businesses back up. Yep. Um, and well, Red Lodge was on fire a little bit. Or at least the, the right. mountains uh, this summer. And again, like that's what I was saying to Gary, and I just said to you earlier. It's like knowing that the paintings that I'm making, like that kind of smoky, kind of top layer, is truly based on the fact that I've been like the last five years. Every time I'm out there, I'm driving through a fire in some some place or another. You know. Yeah. I, I I don't know. It was like four years ago. I had a friend that was doing. Um, doing something up in snowmass at that, uh, what is it called? I can't remember the name of the, there's a artist residency up there and there was a fire there. We literally came back down the hill, went to a whole foods, sat in the parking lot and just watched this fire come over the ridge. And you know, we're just like sitting in a whole foods parking lot. It was like surreal. (laughs) And and it's, you know, but that's what it, what it's becoming. And it's like, it's again, like it's this sad, understanding or realization that this is, this is happening every year, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. And and I think too, like just a snapshot of what we're doing as far as painting the rivers right now is looking back at this juncture. I mean, how bad are things going to get? And and, and then (laughs) I mean, we could be painting rivers that look nothing like they're going to in the future. Yeah, You're painting a moment. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Like, you know, with algae blooms in the middle of summer yep. to uh, just, uh, you know, I, as far as the Endangered Rivers series goes too, I mean, I, I'm not beyond not going out to a dry riverbed that has been absolutely extinguished and then painting what used to, that what is there now 
<laughs> that's what I was going to, I was going to actually ask you that question like that. If you were interested in cause there's tons of dry riverbeds in Montana, but also like is part of your long-term goal. Like, would you go to Brazil and paint over the, I mean, do you, oh, yeah. that's yeah. absolutely. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, uh, ultimately, you know, it would be to travel the world doing, making, creating these paintings and how, how, I mean, but it's also like how the subjective part comes into it then, right? I mean, there, there's definitely the conservation part. There's the, the, the awareness that we're trying to bring, but then there's just the idea of, of having a, a painting made in this, in this sort of manner or fashion. I mean, and, and I mean, that's just, yeah, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. one of the notes to, to yeah. hit upon as far as what, what does it mean to, folks and we're definitely going to play that side of hey you know here we are in this moment right now this is what we're seeing and try to put it in the analogs of time you know ron you've talked a little bit about performance and um you know there's a strong argument to be made that ben is also a performance artist that the making of a painting is a powerful performance and one of the great things about, you know, watching Ben make a painting and the way he makes a painting is um, be between the amount of time it takes, what goes on, it's a process where Ben is actually very comfortable communicating with people who are watching. So um, almost by definition, um, the pigment that goes on the fly brush only has a, you know, a finite amount of hits before the paint's gone. <laughs> ben has to reel it in, bring it in, mix the paint. And usually that's a time where Ben can be a little talkative, you know, he's doing his thing. And so Ben is someone who could be miked and you could have 5,000 people watching him. And you could also have interactive people asking questions, but all of this is another way to be involved and engaged. And um, maybe when all is said and done, I've, I've found this to be really true in life, that one of the most important things you can do as a human being is model how to be a human being. Not just make this or create this or do this, but, but as a human being, you model how you want to act in the world. And for Ben to be modeling how he communes with the river is a powerful experience. Um, and I think it's something we certainly are communicating that in the in the in the movie. But I can see years ago I was in New York City and I sent Ben and John this picture by the Hudson River. And I had this total vision of Ben, you know, on the pier, you know, like 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 painting this huge, huge painting on the Hudson. Tell them how it would be displayed. I thought that was the best part. Well, I had this idea of this crane holding on this thing. We've got a lot to do. Hey, Ron, thank, thank you for, for, for helping us and being part of this. We, we yeah. so appreciate you reaching out to us. And, um, you know, we're open to we're open to anything. And we, we love – we love your out of the box thinking. It's yes. so in tune with what we're Very, doing. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to, like to meeting you in person, Ben, this summer. Cause like I said, I will be out there um, either multiple times or for a long time um, yeah. this summer. Yeah. And, um, and I did like, again, I like Gary and I've been talking about this since the summer. So I've it, this, I've been really truly looking forward to this 
and um, <laughs> and just really enjoyed seeing your paintings and 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 looking forward to like just seeing it out in the world and um and anything that you know like we can do on our side to help promote and um the awareness component and like um just um, uh, we yeah, we're, we're going to be doing we're doing some stuff with with um the the cool part my my business partner is not to like we'll we'll wrap up here in a second sorry but uh he's a he's a toy designer and he's started a couple toy companies um he's sold both of them and he still works for the one but they're um sustainable materials so he we like our company you know we're going to make product and stuff so we're really you know concerned about sustainability and different things and um and i think you know again like that's just for me that's another relationship with what you guys are doing and talking about and stuff so just lots of stuff i think that collaboration continued discussion um promoting your guys stuff and and um and all that stuff. And one last, one last question. This doesn't, I'll probably leave it on, but what kind of music do you guys like? Cause I always write music, um, for each episode. Um, I can do anything. It doesn't matter. I know. I know what Ben's doing. I'm going to let Ben answer. I'm a, I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. Oh, yeah. then I'll just put one of my old songs down. I'll, I'll, I, yeah. I, I used to be in a band. I'll put one, like we're kind of Soundgarden-y Pearl Jammy. Um, nice. So I'll, uh, I'll, just, I'll just use one of my songs. That's easy. That's easy. Um, we're going to try to bring Pearl Jam out there because strangely enough, Chris's toy company again, Pearl Jam has this relationship with this corn based plastic. They're like investors and, and it's something we're kind of looking into using for some of our products potentially. So Who's the guitarist? Mike McCready. Yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike McCready up in the Big Sky. He's up in Big Sky, and, um, Jeff, and he's Jeff Ament's from Montana. I think. Yeah, Jeff Ament's yeah, from Montana somewhere. The bass player. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we were just up there. Remember when we were talking about the Denton fundraiser? Yeah, yeah. It's it's from his hometown of uh, Big Sandy. Oh, that's what. Oh shit. Big that's Sandy, yeah, and uh, I guess his parents own the uh, like hardware store. Or used to, and they say Big Sandy's known for two things: repeater rifles and Jeff, Jeff Ammon. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, guys, um, yeah. this will be out a couple weeks. I'll um, I'll send you um, like promo stuff and um, like you know video snippets and a couple of pictures and stuff. And just I just look forward to staying in, in touch with both of you. Like Ben, feel free to text me or uh, to email me your number. Um, and if you ever yeah. want to text or chat yeah. or whatever, and Gary, we'll stay in touch as we do. Um, and, we, and, we, and we're going to have some fun this summer. I got some ideas cool. that I want to run by. I, I actually have a project, Ron, I want to talk to you about, but cool. that'll be another time. Cool. And I'm going to, I always have my golf clubs in the car, so we know we'll play. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking. And maybe this All year, right. maybe this year I'll bring my fly rod. It's in my thing. Yeah, please. And, then, and if you don't, hey, I'll, I'll hook you up with a 10 car. Ron, my, you got to try this. Okay. There's my Gene Davis print there back there see that nice. <laughs> so yeah nice. no i'll i'll remember ben to bring because i always forget to bring my flat and i'm always driving so like i i drive <laughs> literally like 15 hours a day because i just take thousands and thousands of pictures so oh but, wow but guys right. thank you this is a absolute you, awesome pleasure <laughs> Talk to you. have a great day cool awesome bye, bye. Well, that was just so much fun. Uh, so happy I got to do this and really looking forward to seeing more work by Ben 
and getting a chance to go on the river with Ben and Gary this summer. Truly think Gary and Ben are doing things that change art, change the way people see art and really uh, engage art. And really, I think they're kind of changing the world, like I said in the podcast. There is truly uh, love in what they are doing. Uh, so much appreciated and love this discussion. Again, make sure to follow Ben on Instagram at BenMiller underscore fly underscore cast underscore pain and check out his website, BenMillerArtist.com. Follow Gary on Instagram at Gary Snyder Fine Art and make sure to, uh, to check out his websites, GarySnyderFineArt.com and GSFAMT.com. A reminder to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events and news. Thank you. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there. Mm-hmm.